God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. It's dealing with the plurality of God's being. It's not talking about three gods because we're going to read on and find out it wasn't. He was saying, I am making male and female and they're coming out of my image. Let them have dominion over the fish. Everyone say dominion. dominion. Say it loud. Dominion. dominion. God says, I'm giving them who? Man, mankind, dominion over fish of the sea, fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Remember that next time you see a spider, you go, ah. You have dominion. I've seen people jump up on refrigerators and counters and couches if they see a mouse or something. Like, get down. You have dominion over that thing. I know you weren't expecting that while I was reading my text. I didn't expect to say it, but... We have dominion. He's, that's what he's saying to us. You have dominion. Act like it. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, singular, created he him. Male and female created he them. God blessed them and God said to them, this is God's de declarative statement to them, you with dominion be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth and uh, subdue it. Take dominion and have dominion over the fish of the sea, fowl of the air, every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Psalms chapter 8 verse 4. What is man that thou art mindful of him? This is powerful because we just read that we were created in his image. And then uh, David is saying here after the fall... What is man that thou art mindful him, and the son of man that you would visit him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and crowned him with glory and honor. Isn't that amazing? Now this is not glory and honor for you and I to take and gloat and glory in, but this is God's blessing and doing and giving to mankind this crown with glory and honor. What makes man crowned with glory and honor? The fact that God gave him dominion. The fact that God created us in his image. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Everyone say all things. God gave us dominion over all things. Praise God. I want to talk to us about God's restoration of dominion. Lord, in Jesus' name, I'm praying right now that your word would come forth unhindered. Lord, that it would prosper in the thing you send it to do and into. God, let your will be done and accomplished in this house. Uh, Lord, I'm praying, God, for revelation that changes us, uh, that changes us, Lord, in our mind uh, and in our spirit uh, and in everything that we do, God. I'm asking it in Jesus' name, and I'm declaring it into the atmosphere in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Would you give God a praise offering before you're seated? He's worthy. Lord, you're worthy. Lord, you're worthy. Holy is the name of Jesus. 
can be seated. Thank you for standing. We're created in the image of God. We're created in His likeness. That is a powerful revelation. We are created in God's image. We are created with God's likeness. God gave man dominion over everything. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. God created mankind with an inherent uh, fruitfulness. The seed of multiplication is within us. It is natural for us to be fruitful. It is natural for everything that God created to be able to reproduce and to produce more of itself. This is a powerful understanding. It started with God, and when he put that seed of life in mankind, amen, the miracle-working power of reproduction was in us from the beginning, amen, from the creation. And so he said to them, uh, be what I've already created you to be. He didn't tell them to do something necessarily. He was admonishing them to be what they already were. Replenish the earth. Subdue it. I don't believe that Adam and Eve walked around saying, Oh my, I hope we don't overstep our bounds. They were given authority by God to function and name animals and name things and take dominion and bring order. And they walked around the garden in that region with absolute confidence and absolute assurance that they were God's representatives on earth. They had his power, they had his likeness, and they understood it better than anyone. Amen. Because they were experiencing paradise. They were experiencing life without sin. All you and I have ever known is life with sin. Life with pain. Life with brokenness. Life with demonic activity. Life with spiritual things going on in the atmosphere that we have to fight through and wrestle against. But they understood life from a completely different perspective. They experienced life without Opposition. Pre-fall. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere, hopefully. Amen. Said, subdue it. Exercise my authority and jurisdiction over it. Have dominion over it. The Hebrew word for dominion is radah. Means to prevail against. To reign over. To rule to take over. God said, this earth is yours and I expect you to reign. I expect you to have dominion and rule. I expect you to prevail. I expect you to be my likeness on earth. And God created us to be Godlike, if I can say it that way, not capital G, but small g. In other words, uh, we are gods to him and through him because he has given us all authority. Does that make sense? We understand that? 
God says, you're my representation. You are my extension. You are to be God-like representative. That's what an ambassador is. Uh, somebody that represents the higher power, but has the power and backing of the higher power. Before the word of ambassador, that's a New Testament term, but God was saying to them, you are my earthly domain. You are my earthly authorities. It's difficult for us to get in our minds and around uh, this uh, because of the fall. We struggle with this concept. Some of us are struggling today to think that, well, I, I, don't, I don't see that. I don't understand how that could be. Uh, but we're looking through the lens, as I said, uh, of brokenness. We're looking through the lens of a fallen nature. But God, if we could see through God's original design, amen, God wanted us to walk in absolute dominion and authority. And mankind lost his purity in the garden. He lost his innocence in the garden. In other words, when he partook of the fruit of the tree that God forbade him to, to take of. And you're saying, well, I thought Eve was the one that took it. Yeah, but, but God addressed Adam as well. He said, why have you guys done this? Why have you partaken of this forbidden fruit? And uh, I think we can gain some insight here as we look into this. Uh, absolute power uh, tends to corrupt people. It's been said, if you want to find out what somebody is made of, give them authority. Because it will reveal whether they're able to handle that or not. And uh, absolute power tends to corrupt people because they have no checks and balances. Because we need, uh, we need accountability. We need people to help keep us in check. Why? Because we're fallen in nature. We are no longer pure. We are no longer innocent. And so our heart is evil and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The Bible says that about our nature because it's a fallen nature, but it was not so in the garden. Amen. God gave them absolute dominion and power and authority to rule as he would rule. Amen. But when sin entered the picture, corruption came and corruption always does something to power. Our world is messed up because we have corruption in high places. From the very beginning, it was always God's intention for man to walk in and exercise dominion. That's really what the fall was about. God gave man dominion over every single thing in, on, and around the planet. Amen. Except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. One tree, think about this, all of creation, the entire earth was man's to have dominion over all the trees, all the fields, all the animals, the stars, the sky, whatever. He said, it's yours to take dominion over and rule in, except one tree. That, that amazes me. God didn't say, except for Asia. I know they weren't defined as that then, but except for this region, except for just one tree. What I'm about to say is powerful, so listen. That one tree was not just a tree with fruit on it. 
It wasn't about God saying, oh, I want to protect the apple tree or the pear tree or whatever kind of tree it was. He was saying, man needs something that's off limits. Because if I'm going to give mankind power and dominion, I've also got to give him something to keep him accountable to, and he has to submit to something. You cannot have authority and you cannot have power unless you're first submitted. That's what the tree was about. God was saying they've got to have something they are not allowed to touch. That will allow them to walk in dominion. See, the principle, this is a principle, and I'm not just preaching or teaching today so we can have a response at the end, but I believe that there will be a move of God here in just a moment. But here's the deal. This principle must be grasped and caught by us here today because this is what God is trying to say, not just to Turnpoint or not just to you, but he's trying to say this to the church worldwide because what God is about to do is bigger than any of us can comprehend, and it's not going to get done with the way we're doing things now. It's going to take a people who know who they are, who have their identity, and they're not afraid of who they are and who's opposing them. So that tree was there to keep them submitted to God. Think about it. If they would have just stayed away from the tree, if they would have just listened to God, that's a form of submission which kept their authority intact. You say, I'm not sure if I'm buying that. Well, look what happened when they partook of the tree. God said, you will surely die. It was not just talking about physical death, although death was now allowed to operate in the flesh down line. But something else died. Their identity died. Their dominion died. Their authority died. They no longer were in control they were, submit, they, were, they were subjected to sin. Therefore, you and I are subjected to sin. Isn't it powerful? And I, I, I guess I'm just reinforcing this because I feel strongly that we don't understand the big picture sometimes. Uh, that one decision clear back there in the beginning of time is still impacting our world today. Because it was such an impactful decision, it undid God's plan temporarily. It opened the door for Satan to come in and to have to wreak havoc in God's creative plan because they lost dominion. They lost their rightful place. They lost the ability to be in control and take authority and walk as God walked in the earth. Gone. You see, that was sin. But it wasn't just sin over eating a piece of fruit. The real sin was not over food. The real sin was over pride. They thought that they could go ahead and go around what God said. Because the devil said, hath God said, 
You know what the proper response would have been to keep themselves in submission and in dominion? Yes, God did say, and I'm not touching it. That simple. To stay in right standing with God and to stay in a place of dominion. I think sometimes we miscalculate how easy it is to get out of order with God. It's not in the big fall. It's in the little choices. The little choices equal to the big fall. So we need to pay much more attention to our little choices. And we won't have to worry about the big fall. So that's what Satan tempted them with, was abuse of their dominion power. They got confused. The enemy was always talking in confusing terms. Because he wants you to be confused about what God said and who you are. They thought they were okay to go ahead and partake of the fruit. That's pride. Anytime you think you can go around what God said, it's pride. That's what Satan tempted them with. And when he tried to take dominion over what still belonged to God, he fell. He was separated from the presence of God. And he lost his dominion. Now I said all of that to say this. It was always God's plan and intention for man to have complete dominion except for that tree. Always his plan. It guarded man's ability to stay pure and innocent. That's why it was called the dispensation of innocence. There was no sin. There was no loss of power. Mankind fell and lost his God-given dominion and Satan gained it. I'm going to say it again. Man lost his dominion when he disobeyed God. And guess who gained it? Satan. And we're still fighting the devil who has dominion over people's lives right now. Let me put it this way. Carson, help me out. Carson's going to be the devil today. This is a scepter. It's a little rod wrapped in tin foil. Sorry for the basic prop here. But it represents a scepter. A scepter is a representation of a king's authority or godly authority. It says of Jesus that the scepter would not depart from between his knees. In other words, he's not going to ever lose his scepter, his authority. We've lost ours at the fall. Y'all staying with me? Okay. I want you to look at it this way. I represent Adam and Eve. I partake of the fruit, I take it in, I disobey God.
and without even a hesitation, I lose my authority and dominion and transferred it to Satan. It wasn't about when the apple or whatever it was made a loud crunchy sound. It was when their heart disobeyed God. Something was transferred to the enemy. And now they became servant to him. That's why it's not right or correct to say, I can't believe the Lord will let that sickness come on somebody. How can God, if he loves us, let so-and-so go through that? I've got news for you. The moment Adam and Eve gave that scepter to the enemy, they lost dominion. Dominion over the garden, dominion over their health, dominion over everything. Disease was now free to come in. Sickness, sin, everything that you can imagine was now given to Satan to to do as he desired to do. We lost it. We lost what God gave us. And Satan couldn't get God's authority. You know, he wanted it. I will ascend. I will be like God. I'm going to sit in his seat. And the Bible says that he was cast out like lightning. So the next best thing that he could do was come down and try to get God's representatives, God's offspring to take the bait, amen, and lose their authority. So he would have a place to function and operate. He, he's not got any power of his own, but the authority he's using is power and authority that belong to man in the garden. The dominion power that God gave mankind was handed off to Satan. And now the power that he's using upon us is the power we gave up to him. You can sit over there just for a second. Stay close. I usually don't tell the devil to stay close. but <laughs> If we don't understand this, we can only partially understand the cross. If you don't understand what I just explained, then we don't really comprehend the fullness and the totality of the cross. We have a partial understanding. We have a partial revelation because when we think of the cross, I, I just played the scenario out, what happened in the garden. But, but if you'll notice, Jesus said this, uh, uh, I have come to save that which was lost. He didn't say I've come to save them which are lost. He said I've come to save that which was lost. Because more than them was lost in the garden. More than us was lost in the garden. Our authority was lost. Our dominion was lost. What he gave us was lost. And so God says, I'm not only coming to save them, I'm coming to save that. 
I'm coming to restore power back to my people. And so if we think, and and please don't misunderstand me and don't say what I'm not saying, but the cross is about repentance and uh, dying out to self and being washed in the blood of Jesus and our sins being washed away and us being filled with the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God indwelling this mortal body. That What a powerful revelation, but I'm afraid, or no, I'm not afraid, but it concerns me that sometimes we uh, limit what happened at the cross to just salvation, to just saving our soul, to just getting rid of our guilt and our shame. Thank God for that. But I'm got, I've got news for you. There was a whole lot more going on than what happened, uh, amen, visibly. The Bible says uh, that when Jesus was uh, pronounced dead, he did not cease to be. But the Bible says that he descended into the lower parts of the earth because he was coming to take something back from the devil. He was coming to take back some keys. He said in the garden Satan, you took some keys that belong to my people, but I'm coming back to get them from you because they didn't belong to you to begin with. They belong to my people and I'm coming back to get them and guess what? I'm going to give them back to them. So we can walk around with a partial revelation and understanding of the cross Thank God. But God did not save us just to limp around without power. He did not save us just to get us barely into heaven. He says, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. God says, I'm going to not only save you, I'm going to restore you and restore you back to proper identity as my bride, my people, my body. And with that, I'm going to give you authority. I'm going to restore the authority that you lost. Yes, the cross is about redemption, salvation. Atonement from sin. None of us could sit here without that part. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. How many times has the blood washed us from sin? How many times has the blood taken our minds and washed it and cleansed it? Amen. And given us hope where there was no hope. But it's bigger than that. God doesn't want us to just be clean. God wants us to be clean and powerful. Amen. What God is wanting to see, wanting us to see more clearly and understand more thoroughly is the second aspect of the cross, which is the restoration of dominion, power, and authority. Everyone say dominion. Turn to somebody and say, God wants me to have dominion. Go to the New Testament, if you will. Scriptures help us understand the dual purpose of the cross. Salvation is part of it, but restoration of dominion is the other part of it. Uh, Amen. Look at this in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. When Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say, I, the Son of Man, am? 
They said, some say you are John the Baptist. Some say Elias. Others say Jeremiah or Jeremiah the prophet. He said unto them, but whom do you say that I am? Now this is very powerful and great revelation here. He's asking them a question that is rooted back to what happened in the garden. Because God created mankind in his image. And so God had to make sure that before he birthed the church and before he restored dominion power to the church, they had to understand who he was. They thought he was just another prophet or just another man then they did not have the concept of who God was, and therefore, they were not ready to walk in complete dominion. Jesus said, no, I don't really care the opinion of others and what the rumor mill has to say. I'm asking you guys that I handpicked, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ. Now, this is powerful. He said, you're the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. Peter, you got a revelation from God. You got an identity correction. You now see who I am. I'm not just a guy that walks around healing people and making fish multiply, but I am God manifest in the flesh. I am Emmanuel, God with you. I am the King of glory. Peter said, yes, that's who you are. You are the Christ. Christ is not his last name. Christ isn't the last name of Jesus. He didn't have a last name. His name was Jesus, but Christ is his title. Christ designates his anointing. It's Christ, the anointed Savior, Christ Jesus. In other words, he's not just, many people were named Jesus back then. But what separated him was what Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Only one had that distinction. It was Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus, the anointed Savior, the one who was God in the Old Testament, garden God, amen, manifest in the flesh, showing up in the New Testament and saying, guess what, amen, you gave it up in the the garden, but I'm here to give it back. I know this is different Sunday morning, but I feel like the Holy Ghost is wanting us to have this. Not just for today. This is about walking in it, living in it, existing with this revelation and carrying ourselves with this authority that God wants the church to have. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's why he said this in verse 18 is so powerful. Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He's not just talking about salvation. If you'll notice, the terminology is, I am restoring authority. 
I'm restoring dominion. I'm giving back dominion that you lost in the garden. It's not just salvation. God is dealing with dominion right here. And he said, Peter, I'm going to give you some keys to the kingdom. Because of the revelation, now you can handle dominion. The keys uh, represented dominion. The problem that we have is many times our, our focus is on a key. He didn't say, Peter, I'm going to give you a key to the kingdom. Because all we preach is, and it's okay that we preach this, this is Bible, but repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, infilling of the Holy Ghost. But the problem is many of us walk around with the Holy Ghost and our sins forgiven and we're as stripped of authority as we could ever be because we don't have a revelation that God also came to restore that. He not only came to restore innocency and openness and purity before the Lord through the blood of Jesus and through the infilling of His Spirit, but He said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and I'm going to make you my authorities again, and you're going to walk in dominion. He said, my church will be built on this completed Revelation. We think we, we, we just throw a ticker tape over the fact that we, we know the gospel. And the Lord said, I got more for you. You're walking in a partial truth. You're celebrating a partial understanding. If you really knew who you were. If you really knew who you were. The next time depression tries to start coming and messing with your mind. Why do we take it? It's fixing to shift in here now. Why do we take the stuff that the devil tries to bully us around with? Why do we take his tactics of fear tactics and anxiety and poking us in the chest and backing us into the corner. And we're almost like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll do what you say. No, God's saying, no, wait a minute. I, I, I've, I've come back. Uh, amen. And, and what you lost in the garden, what you're supposed to walk in with dominion, with the scepter that I gave you, guess what? When I came back and you were baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, you not only got salvation, but you got some authority back. Uh, and it's time for you to start walking in it and acting like you've got it. Uh, and the next time the enemy comes, uh, you need to put him in his place. You don't have to call so-and-so, brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so. Hey, I need you to help. They're not always going to be around. That revelation's got to be in your head and in your heart uh, so that when the devil comes playing games with you, and he will, you're, you've got the scepter. You don't have to hunt for it. You know who you are. God's restoring dominion. Not just a turn point. Boy, it's big. God's restoring His church. 
And people that don't have it are going to be taken out. If you don't know who you are, if you don't get restored back to that identity that was in the garden, and you start walking in dominion and authority and power and know who you are, there's not a, there's not a medication strong enough to lift depression. There's not a pill strong enough to make your stuff go away. There's not a drink strong enough to get you drunk enough, amen, to keep yourself numb enough, amen, to escape the problems that life will bring. But there is an authority, amen. There is something that God has put in your life, amen. It's called dominion power, and you don't have to take Satan's games and his tricks. You are, so, you are expected to rise up with authority. You are expected to use the word of God and say, in the name of Jesus. Not today, devil. Not today. I've been given authority over you. Dominion to rule over you. You are not welcome here. Some of you need to get you a little stick and some foil in your house and start walking around and saying, not on my watch. I know who I am and I know what I've been given. And in the name of Jesus, I take authority over every spirit in Jesus. I'm taking authority today right now over every spirit of depression, every demonic activity, you are defeated in the name of Jesus. You are defeated in the name of Jesus. Come on, hallelujah. Somebody needs to get out and walk around and begin to swing your scepter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God says, I'm restoring dominion to you. You see, it's not something he's trying to do. It's already done. He's just trying to get us to walk in what already is done. All he's waiting for us to do, come, come over here, please. See, we can be baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, and not realize he's still got the scepter. And we walk around him telling us what to do. When what God is really, remember when I said we fell? It was, it was just one simple, simultaneous act. So when we are baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, you know what needs to happen? Give it back. You don't earn it. You don't have to be in the church 75 years to get it. God restores dominion the moment that the curse of sin is broken off your life and a revelation of who you are comes to you through the word of God and you're supposed to walk with dominion power from that second forward. I'm talking to somebody new today. I feel it right now. You think, well, I don't have all the experience. I don't know all the Bible. I don't have a, you know what? You don't have to. Here's what you need to know, that God has given you authority and Satan doesn't have it anymore. And all you've got to say is in the name of Jesus, uh, I've been given the authority and you're powerless over my life. You're powerless in this situation. You're powerless against me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me, I I am condemning.
Yeah. We can walk around here and feed off of everyone else's authority that knows who they are. But what happens when we get alone and we are not walking with the scepter? Satan has a heyday and beats us up with the scepter we're supposed to be carrying. I think God's had enough. He's tired of his people not knowing who we are and walking in the authority we, we are supposed to be walking in. Is anyone here today that, that says, you know what, I've, I've been letting the devil just have his way with that. I don't care who you are. You can be in here 50 years. Just beating us up. Give me that. That was never yours to begin with. Sorry, I don't believe in being nice to the devil. Give me that. I'm waiting on somebody to come up here and say, give me that. Give me that thing. I don't care. Fight over it. There's enough to go around. Start using it. Start praying over something right now. You don't have to have that prop in your hand. Somebody just needs to grab a hold of the word and say, I'm seeing who I am. I don't have to take what the devil's saying about that situation. I have the authority over that. I have dominion. Let's break it on down. I've got dominion over what the devil's trying to do with my kids. I've got dominion over what he's trying to do on my job. I've got dominion. God's given me dominion over everything. Come on, let it seep in. Let it begin to... Something's germinating in the spirit. A revelation is grabbing hold. It's getting traction. We need to understand it. Come on, somebody pray in authority right now. I want us to stand. Amen. I'm done preaching. There's more here, but uh, I feel like we just need to take authority over some stuff. In Jesus' name, God says, I I want you to gain a revelation. Uh, What you lost in the fall, what you lost in the garden, uh, what was taken from you uh, is now being given back to you. It's already yours. I'm just waiting for you to take it and begin to use it and walk in it uh, and understand you don't have to take uh, what the enemy says. Uh, God has given you the authority through his word it's yours he said I've given you keys Peter if there's anybody here that's sick today I believe the Lord's given revelation that one of the keys he's given us is the authority and dominion over sickness and spirits of infirmity amen so if you're sick come up here and we will pray and speak over you in Jesus name amen take authority over the spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus Ah, you can do it yourself. Uh, Somebody needs to begin to speak over your situation. I take authority over this thing that's tried to attack me. Amen. Over this thing that's trying to wreak havoc in my body physically. Amen. You are a trespasser. You have no authority here. You are not welcome here. I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. Come on, halabo, reba, soto reba. 
God's God's original plan was never aborted, church. Uh, God's original plan was never given up on. Uh, Amen. When man fell, he said, I'm going to come back uh, and restore it to them because they'll never make it without it. I think we should just repent all across this house first. Would we just ask the Lord to cleanse us in Jesus' name, the purity. God, restore innocence. Uh, God, restore purity in our hearts and minds, Lord, so that we will know how to use and walk in the divine authority you have given us, Lord. Uh, the dominion power, God, only operates in the in the climate, Lord, of purity and innocence, Lord. Uh, wash us clean. Uh, wash us from anything, God, that is not like you, uh, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that we would understand. God, that you have given us, Lord, uh, authority, God, but it, it needs to be functioning, God, in the culture and in the atmosphere of purity. When Jesus ascended and the Holy Ghost fell on the day of Pentecost, the plan was fully reinstated. God's original plan.